0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brainstorm, a podcast exploring all things health, science, and tech-related. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Nayethany Kachulam. There are a lot of people schooled in Western thought who are skeptical of non-Western medical systems, so in this episode, we're going to break down one of them. Today, we'll be focusing on traditional Chinese medicine. Traditional Chinese medicine is basically
1: like a practice that has been used forever, essentially, and it incorporates a lot of different aspects of medicine. The idea of traditional Chinese medicine is to look at the individual specifically and look at them holistically. So when you're treating an individual, it is very much like, I'm going to look at this individual who might have a certain disease, but we're going to look at the cause inside their body and how we can treat that.
0: That's Weinberg Jr., Allison Moe. Last summer, she studied abroad in China and got to learn more about public health issues in China and traditional Chinese medicine, most Chinese American, so she grew up learning about these traditional practices from her parents and grandparents. I wanted to learn more about
1: traditional Chinese medicine, especially through
0: the lens of an English American institution. The public health program was divided into two parts. The first one focused on public health systems, while the second was centered on traditional Chinese medicine. According to Weinberg professor Li Chenggu, who is the program director for study abroad in China, learning about these topics is eye-opening.
2: Students, by all means, have opened their horizon. They see, oh, there's an alternative to the Western medicine. Our students not only learn theory, but actual practice. For example, when it comes to acupuncture,
3: the majority of us in the class had our professor put a couple needles in. And I'm not the biggest fan of needles, but I
0: tried it. This is Weinberg Jr., Alicia Vora. She studied abroad last summer with Mo.
3: So the first time we interacted with an acupuncture needle is we would have it in our arm. So she would stick it in and you would feel a pulse throughout your whole arm. I actually felt it go down all the way through my legs. It's the qi that flows in your body, and you could feel it moving. And so it was a really surreal experience. It was an odd feeling, and I don't know how to replicate that in any
0: other way. Let's back up a second. Vora was just talking about qi, and for those who don't know what that is, it's basically a foundational part of traditional Chinese medicine.
1: It's like blood, but it also flows in the universe and on our earth.
3: That's how I think of it, qi as matter. You are matter, and you can also hold matter, you can consume matter. But I guess each person kind of has their own way. I don't think there's a universal term for qi, which Mm -hmm. is what makes it kind of unique and cool. If someone were to ask me to attempt to channel my qi, and understand how I felt with the qi running through my arm with an acupuncture needle in, I can describe that, but describing it in theoretical terms is another is another story.
0: Though it's difficult to describe, qi is a fundamental part of traditional Chinese medicine. In fact, according to the principles of traditional Chinese medicine, an imbalance or incorrect flow of qi leads to illness or suffering. However, People from Western backgrounds often don't think such reasoning is valid.
1: When you just think about traditional Chinese medicine from like a, med- like a biomedical point of view, a lot of people think, oh, it's just mindful practices. It's just the placebo effect. It doesn't actually work. We don't have any scientific proof that it works.
2: Western people are not as open-minded as they should be. At least take the Chinese medicine as an alternative. Give it a chance. Western country believes in hard science. Everything has to be in statistics, has to be scientifically proved. You have to have the data over there. Well, the traditional Chinese medicine, they have their shortcomings. And one of the shortcomings is they cannot quantify the elements, the chemicals that is in that herb, in that fruit of a tree. They cannot do that.
0: Traditional Chinese medicine is considered an ethno-medical system, which means it's rooted in practices and beliefs that emerge from cultural development. But that's a very Western-centric view of belief systems, and it delegitimizes non-Western medical practices. In reality, the Western-centric biomedical approach is just as much an ethnomedical system as traditional Chinese medicine. Systems are based in culture, and at the
3: end of the day, we need to remember that biomedicine is coming from a Western perspective, so evaluating other traditional medicines through that lens isn't always the most effective or the most reliable. In
1: order to take away the stigma of traditional medicine, you have to completely reinvent how people think about medicine. Because biomedicine is viewed as such a standard, people don't think about it as an ethno-medical system, and they just think that this is how we have to evaluate
0: everything. During the program, students also spent time in a class learning about the intersection of Western medicine and traditional Chinese medicine. But theory and practice are very different they're at least trying to implement a combination
3: system where both are working together. I think utilizing more of practices from both and healing techniques is a good way to kind of reduce that stigma and show all that traditional medicines have to offer. And I think that's a really good first step.
2: I hope our public health professionals and doctors when they treat patients in the future, they not only see one side view. They can be more open-minded, and see more alternatives for their
0: patients. Even though Western medicine has played an important role in understanding health and science, it's important to remember that it's just one approach to medical practices. That's it for this week. This is Brainstorm, and we'll see you in the next episode. This episode was reported and produced by me. It was edited by Kellen Luciano and Hina Srivastava. The editor-in-chief of The Daily Northwestern is Troy Clausen.